0: I used to think the most beautiful thing on earth was fire. Now I know
1: it's vengeance. So, podcast with a vengeance back once again. Yes. Here for the yearly roundup of uh, our favorite TV shows. Uh huh. Yeah, it's been a little hiatus. We've been both a little busy on either side of the massive pond, but um, we're going to get down to it and talk about our favorite. Uh, comedy series and our favorite drama series of 2016 this year has been there's been a huge abundance of great tv shows like there's been like too many shows to talk about to fit into a top 10 um so much so that some have been you know lost in the mix (laughs) that we weren't able to fit in there um just quickly, do you have um any shows that aren't in the top 10 that you want to give a quick shout out to uh for comedy?
0: No, for comedy I'm okay. Maybe some uh okay. maybe some drama shows I could talk yeah, about, but Yeah, I think
1: but... it it's been stronger for drama this year, I have to say.
0: Yeah. I yeah, agree.
1: Yeah. Um executives especially on the platforms that we enjoy like uh, Netflix and Amazon and even HBO coming back with a passion and, you know, really kind of knocking some new shows out the park. So, um, without further ado, let's get into it. So, this is our rundown of the top 10 comedy shows of this year. And uh, I'm going to kick it off at number 10 with People of Earth. So this is a show from uh, Konaco Productions, which is Conan O'Brien's production company. They've done a couple of things in the past, but nothing that really landed that well. And People of Earth seems to be a nice, balanced show that really seems like it will have some kind of longevity um just to give a quick rundown of what the show is about um it's about a group of people who have been abducted by aliens in a small town well they believe that they've been abducted by aliens and uh, they call themselves experiencers yeah and uh, white snack who did a lot of um bits on i think it was a daily show Yeah, he was uh, like a pundit on there. And um, yeah, definitely has um, a lot of chops. Usually, when a stand up um, kind of tries to make that crossover, it's kind of hit and miss. But he does bring a lot of charm to the role. And, uh, you know, this this show definitely um, has a lot of uh, strong points, mainly with the cast. A couple of shout-outs. I have to say Oscar Nunez, who plays Father Doug in this show, uh, is really strong. Um, I've seen him in shows like uh, Reno 911. There's a guy called Ken Hall, who plays a character called um, Jeff the Grey, who I really enjoy in the show. And um, a woman called Anna Gasteyer. I, I didn't really know her name, but I know her face. She's done uh, a lot of uh, SNL, and I kind of recognized her from kind of old sketches, but I never knew what she was called. But she's really good in the show, and um, a mutual uh, actor that we were a big fan of, which is uh, H. John Benjamin. Um, but, yeah, so there's... a You know, so the cast is great, but really it's about the feeling of this show. You know, it's got... Um, it's got a really nice look to it. It's genuinely funny, uh, and it's a bit of a sleeper hit, I feel, for this year. I mean, I don't know. Like, I- have you watched all of this season of it?
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. You know, it was a fun uh, ensemble cast. Yeah. Um, it had a nice visual style to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: And to see, like, you know, a good strong sci-fi comedy in this day and age it kind of you know it, it's nice to kind of hark back to those days of like third rock from the sun or something like that mm-hmm. which yeah, was again sure. another great ensemble cast yeah no definitely man so yeah definitely uh definitely not one of the best of this year but i thought it was worth mentioning
0: yeah yeah definitely people need to give it a look it's a fun show
1: A great little crew together. I'm happy for Conan to be having a little bit of success um, doing these kind of projects as well. Um, I know you're a big fan of his from back in the day as well.
0: Yeah, I love Conan. He's a good dude as well, you know. Um, I mean, he's very successful. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) I mean, he's written on, like, everything, you know. He used to be part of SNL. He was a National Lampoon. He wrote for The Simpsons for years. You know, he's he's been, you know, pretty prestigious kind of fucking writer uh, there. So I'm happy for him to have like a good solid project to uh, work on as well.
0: And then, uh, so number nine is Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, it's Donald Glover from Community Fame. He's doing this sort of. Rags to Riches hip hop thing, but then it becomes something very different. <laughs> I don't know, it, it mm. was a unique show. I, I'm not a big fan of him as a person. I actually really can't fucking stand him. So, but so I wasn't rooting for this show whatsoever. Um, actually, yeah. I, I wanted it to fail, but I ended up checking it mm. out and really enjoying it. I actually thought it was really cleverly written. He's co creator, he's directed a bunch of the episodes. Um, he wrote most of them. Also, the guy who does who does his music videos uh, because he's also the rapper Childish Gambino. The yeah. guy who directed most of his music videos, direct majority of the show as well.
1: Yeah, he's a Japanese um, director, right?
0: Yeah, I think Japanese American uh, guy, but yeah, he's got yeah. a Japanese name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, you know, he does a
1: lot of hip hop music videos and all that. And they made like was, a short film together before, right? Yeah,
0: there was that one and also there was uh, an episode i thought was a fucking disaster and that's the one where uh, uh, what, what's his face uh, paperboys getting interviewed on that interview show and they, it's just really over the top and these really satirical commercials in between all that stuff he's not he's younger than me and he's been a successful rapper successful actor successful writer now tv show producer so yeah. you know i can't can't really hate on him yeah
1: no uh you know i enjoyed the show although i did feel that there was i don't know one like element missing out of it like it didn't really hit you know that hard with me i have to say like i think think it's missing like
0: it's missing like a general focus like a general drive you know what i mean yeah yeah you don't really feel like like they have a place they need to go or want to go but it's kind of like a fun hangout show. Like you're just hanging out with these characters and kind of observing sure. their, their unique lifestyle. You know what I mean? And it's Indeed. fun in that way. But yeah, I, I agree. It's like it lacks like a main like drive. Like, what are these guys trying to fucking do?
1: Or or even the the whole premise that it starts on that you know that it's going to be like this big crime thing, you know, going on and that kind of gets dropped pretty quickly.
0: Uh, Move number in. eight. Is Number eight, a very underrated show that came out at the beginning of the year, called Baskets. Baskets.
1: Baskets.
0: Baskets.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like his brother. Said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also played by Zach Galifianakis.
0: Yeah, a, a a duo of lead roles played by Zach Galifianakis.
1: Oh uh, god. Um, yeah.
0: Louis Anderson is fantastic as his mother. You
1: know, Amazing.
0: Which is kind of, you know, at first you're like, oh, this is funny. It's a guy playing a woman, but you really yeah. forget after a while. It's actually really strong character work. and um, Yeah,
1: very, a very deep character, you know. It's got many layers to it. It's not just like a one-note like, guy in a dress, you know, that's kind of, you know, like really kind of mothering this kid. Like there's really kind of a lot of heart to it, I felt. Yeah,
0: I agree. And it's that's kind of the show in a nutshell. Um, you know, it had a lot of... Like, since the first Hangover, I don't think movies have really known what to do with Galifianakis, really. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And, I mean, he's done uh, a bunch of stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's just like they don't... They kind of like... They just kind of get him to play the weird, you know, assholeish guy. Uh, but, yeah. you know, with the stand-up, you see a lot of layers to sort of who he is as a performer. And, you know, this was really his baby, you know, mm-hmm. of course, produced by Lewis C.K., which gave him sort of the venue to do this. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, really Galifianakis' sort of thing. And, um, it, you know, it, it's really funny and really silly, but then at the same time, very dramatic and, and kind of endearing as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I really, yeah, I, I thought it was a unique, a unique show. No one really talked about it, but... Um, you know we're getting a second season, so there's that. You yeah, know? I'm happy about that. So yeah, no, definitely worth a look if you if nobody has seen it, give it a look. Especially if you're a fan of Um yeah, or really or fun.
1: even or even Louis C.K. If you liked Louis, you know there's a lot of similarity.
0: I think Baskets a bit more off yeah.
1: the wall though than, than Louis. It, it, it is. It it's less rooted in reality. I <laughs> have to say. But it's it's definitely um you know, his style of humor, and you can it really kind of gets pumped through this vehicle, and you know, I'm really happy that he has this thing, which seems like you know they're not making a lot of money, but they have like total uh, creative control over. Yeah, but I I have to say though, um quick shout out. We've talked about her a bunch before, but just for this award, I got to give a quick shout out to Martha Kelly who plays Martha, um oh, yeah. who yeah, like she's so deadpan and lovable and you know, she's like that she's like that kind of almost Alan Partridge like character where you kind of hate her but love her at the same time, you know. And, uh, she's amazing. And I've I've actually seen um some of her stand up, and that is pretty much her character. You know when she performs as uh on stand up as well. Really solid show. Um, you know another sleeper hit of this year. Like like you said, no, not really. A lot of people were talking about it, but I thought that there was a lot of merit to this show. And it was goofy and smart and poignant uh, as well, all yeah. at the same time.
0: It's a strong show. Definitely yeah. a strong show.
1: and I'm excited to see where it's going to go on from here on in, really.
0: Yeah. It's the second season, so that's good news. Even though it's underrated, that uh, we're getting more. Yeah, you know.
1: and it's on uh, FX.
0: Yeah. The, one of the best networks out there right now.
1: I mean, for comedy, definitely. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yes. yeah. Move on to number seven. Which is?
0: Drunk podcasting. I mean, uh, Drunk yeah. History.
1: Is Drunk History.
0: <laughs> I don't really watch this show. So this is, this is your baby, basically.
1: I mean, we've watched a couple of episodes together.
0: I've seen bits of it, you know? I mean, I, I've, I've seen segments on YouTube. I, I, I don't watch the show religiously or anything.
1: Yeah, no, it's seriously, after you've had a couple of drinks or you had a little smoke or whatever the fuck, this is such a fun show to watch. Mm. Um, we've, we've gone over the premise uh, a bunch of times, you know, just to quickly, quickly go through it. It's just a bunch of comedians who get drunk and they tell stories about history, interesting stories about history, and they recreate um, the stories that they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and there are interesting parts of history that you might not know a lot about. Um, so you learn a little bit, and you laugh a little bit, and but really it's the talent that is involved in this show that yeah. really sets it apart From you know just the concept. The concept on its own isn't really that great, you know, if you don't have the right people involved in it. You know, if you get like middle of the road, like nobodies to do it, which aren't really interesting to look at, and the recreations are done really haphazardly, which they kind of are done haphazardly in the show, but they get great actors to fill in the historical roles. Um you know, in this season alone, you know, there's like people like Thomas Lennon, Thomas Middleditch, uh, Chris Parnell, uh, Le of Shriver. Um, yeah, does a great role in, in this uh, in this season. Uh, Tony Hale as Buster Keaton, which is kind of a weird circle, if you think about it, because he played Buster in, uh, in Arrested Development. Um, but yeah, Michael Sarah, uh, Louie Anderson as Winston Churchill. I mean, the list is kind of endless, uh, really. And, um, actually Jason Ritter has become a mainstay in the show. Now he plays a a lot of kind of like recurring roles, um, which is nice to see.
0: Yeah. I, I started getting into another period. so. Uh, because I, I knew him kind of as the son of John Ritter, and he was, like, in fucking Freddy vs. Jason, like, as, <laughs> as like as the goofy, like, fucking, like, he was pretty bland in that movie. Right, and right, I, right, right, right. When I was watching another period, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, I <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm just yeah. like, he feels the show. He's so incredible in that show. And I'm like, that's fucking Jason Ritter. No shit. Wow, that guy is awesome, actually. so, uh,
1: yeah, it's cool. hip, Him and Ricky Lidholm in that show are yeah. just like such a great pairing. Oh, yeah. No, he's great.
0: He's really great. He's really funny. Like, he goes for it, you know? He really goes for it.
1: Absolutely, and he really does bring it uh, in this show as well. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it's a really interesting uh, premise um, for people that are a fan of Hamilton. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, does uh, one whole episode about Alexander Hamilton, um, which is really the standout episode of the series. Um, And... Um, what's it, Aubrey Plaza uh, is in it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just really, really solid. And, uh, yeah, I'm a big, big, big fan of this show. Um, and, yeah, definitely, I think people should uh, check this out. Uh, it's really underrated, and shit's all over the fucking UK version.
0: Yes, yes, as much. Okay, cool. So, Six. We have BoJack Horseman, season three. BoJack. BoJack. Um, yeah, it's the original Netflix program. It's a cartoon show. It's voiced by uh, Will Arnett does the main voice, but a lot a lot of other great actors do reoccurring voices on it.
1: Yeah, um, I gotta say, I gotta say, sorry, I gotta say quickly, Paul F. Tompkins.
0: Yeah, yeah, Paul F. F. Tompkins Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. It's great. It's a steam sealer, but um, yeah, no. I think uh, this season was actually the strongest. Um, I, I, it's a very good show. I mean, but I, I thought this season was great, and it really, you know, it was a show that it took a while to warm up. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely remember catching the first couple episodes and just writing it off, and then hearing good word of mouth and people just constantly going on about. i like, man, I got to go back to the show. And I just kind of burned through everything once season three came out, you know. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. Account, Me too. I Burned through it. And it's a fantastic show because it's funny, but it's it's also uh, quite moving as well, you know. And it, it kind of focuses on a very flawed, fucked up human being um, that, you know. And season three has been fun because it's like now he found his, his success, you know. How, how is he going to deal with it? And what I like about it, like, I, I love a show like Archer. Archer's great, but it's kind of the same shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They just kind of put a different coat of paint on it, you know? Um, whereas BoJack, it feels like a proper, like, um, despite it being an animated story, it's not like a sitcom. It, it's, you know, it's this character sort of evolving. Each season is a lot different. And they had an amazing episode this this year where it was like no dialogue whatsoever. Uh, this sort of uh, oh, the, the underwater episode. Yeah, it was like a lost yeah. in translation homage, and yeah, where yeah, yeah. he goes to, um, you know, the animal equivalent of Japan, which is like underwater, and yeah. uh, you know nobody kind of he, he needs to wear this. Uh, this fucking glass bowl, but then he, the translator doesn't work. He can't communicate with any. I mean, it was just really
1: fucking excellently made. And, um,
0: you know, that was a real. Yeah. It, was,
1: it was on a level kind of how I felt um, in Buffy, you know, that episode Hush. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's always fun when you can tell there's some real talented people behind the show when they're able to just take all of that shit out and still make it work, and have it yeah. be one standout episodes at the same time, you know, because, I mean, take any other fucking show, it's just like they rely on dialogue, that's like their crux, like, sure. you know? and so for them to be like, okay, we're going to take out that element and tell your story anyway, and make it really work, yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic, I, I thought it was yeah. a big step up, and it's a really exciting show. And,
1: uh, especially as a, uh, for a comedy series as well you know like yeah. where they rely on like catchphrases and all that kind of bullshit you know it's just like yeah. they they really kind of brought it this season and they went a lot deeper with the character and a lot darker i have to say as well
0: yeah definitely definitely there was yeah there was some real standouts you know really going into who he is as a as a human being or well, as a horse a horsey being, a horsey, being a horsey being yeah a horsey being But no, fucking excellent show, man. Uh, I look forward to more of this. You know, another fucking win for Netflix, right there.
1: Yeah, and I know I'm happy for Will Arnett to have you know a solid product behind him. Finally, finally, after all these fucking attempts.
0: Yeah, vehicle that works. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, also this this last year, um, you know, Netflix tried to do another fucking. Original show, oh, God, called Flakes, and it was it was terrible. It was really got awful.
1: Yeah, in uh, in name, <laughs> and in meaning as well, it flaked yeah. big time, big time. Um, but you know, he has he has a lot of success doing voice work. He's got a fantastic voice, you he's know, and yeah. and then he is he is Lego Batman as well. So yeah. I mean, so he, he's got a lot of success uh, on his way
0: yeah cool all right so number five what's number five is so uh ash versus evil dead season two
1: fucking hell man fucking hell this show just keeps me excited you know like okay so season one there were moments where I felt like it was waning a little bit. Like some of the characters I really wasn't into, and it kind of dragged on a little bit. And, yeah. you know, Lucy Lawless' character, I wasn't sure how she fit into the whole thing. Uh, yeah, she
0: wasn't, but, like, she wasn't Lucy Flawless in it, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh! A- absolutely. Yeah. But eventually, by the end of it, you know, they they stayed good to the guns. I love season one. I loved it. But, you know... Yeah, we it watched it together. Lot... Yeah,
0: exactly. But it was a lot of, you know, me as a fan just happy to see them back in action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they... The thing is, like, I didn't really notice the flaws in season one until I started season two, where yeah. it was, like, you felt like season one, it, was, it felt like all the leftover ideas they had for... Evil Dead Four, basically, you know, and it much. was like it was yeah. like the rough notes, and they're like, oh yeah, and we had that cool idea, and we had that cool, but it wasn't like a very focused story until kind of the last
1: episodes, really. Then it, yeah, yeah, that's dropped, what I mean. Dropped. Like it, it really, it all came together, and yeah. they were like, all right, we're just gonna kill everybody off, you know, like all the extraneous characters just got murked, and all the storylines that you could see in any kind of average. TV show that, you know, like, for instance, him him and like the main kind of romantic lead, as it were, in that show, yeah. like, just, th- th- she just got killed. And then a minute later, she's a demon, and then they gotta deal with that situation. And I just yeah. really was like, nah, this is what Evil Dead is. It's fucking yeah. rock and roll, it doesn't give a fuck, and it just goes for it. And this is what season two is all about.
0: Well, I mean, also what I what I loved about season two is you feel like. Um, well, first off, they got uh, Mark Verheden in, who's a very talented uh, comic book writer and uh, screenwriter. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff for for Dark Horse Comics back in the day, uh, like the the original Alien versus Predator miniseries, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also, he has a good relationship with Bruce Campbell. He wrote uh, My Name is Bruce, the, the Bruce Campbell movie that he directed as well,
1: which is yeah, pretty great, much... a great movie.
0: Yeah, which is like an unofficial Evil Dead movie, really, to be honest.
1: Sure. sure. Um, Ted
0: Raimi, uh, all up in that as well. Yeah, exactly. So, they got him in as a showrunner, and you feel like it, it finally embraced itself as a TV show, you know what I mean, yeah. in terms of structure... Yeah. And where the characters are going and arcs and stuff, like I thought it was stellar. I think it's a lot of fun, um, and you know I, I think it's even been renewed for like I, I know it's been renewed for season three. Oh I yeah, think it, for sure, I think, for sure. But I think it might have a, already been renewed for season four. Maybe I, I'm misremembering something, but it's been a huge success. So
1: we're gonna have plenty more of Ash coming and um, and and Ted Ray. Ted fucking Raimi back. You know what I mean? Like, this is what the show really needed. That's a little boost. And, you know. This season was, it was all about Lee Majors as. Oh, Ash, Lee, Ma- Lee fucking Majors <laughs> as Ash's dad. He was, that was incredible. He was so good. He was. So he good. Was, <laughs> it was amazing. Like, fucking hell. Like, Lee Majors, like you know, creatively back from the dead. Like, where yeah. the fuck has he been all these years?
0: No, but I mean, also, they had a lot of fun in terms of, like, bringing his sister back.
1: Yes. You know, from, yes. from
0: the first movie, and they got the same actress, Ellen Going Sandwich. way
1: back. Yes, yes, No, yes, but,
0: yes. like, in terms of, like, what, what they've done is now they're saying, like, oh, we have it as a TV show. Now we can you know, because it it was like one movie and then kinda the second movie was kind of a remake and then and then a continuation and then the third one they're not even allowed to mention. But you know, we never got to really have a chance to see like well what happened with Ash when he went back home. Like how did people treat him? You know what I mean? And 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 what happened with his relationship with his sister and all these kind of things and like now they have the opportunity to, to fill in those gaps in a really fun, interesting way, you know. No, it was
1: all... Ashy awful. Slashy. Ashy Slash. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I got to give a couple of quick shout-outs for this season, um, namely the killer car episode.
0: It was a double episode. You
1: know. Yeah, that, but, that but the uh, anything to do with that killer car, man, it was just so much fun. And it was it Sam was Raimi's just... car. That's his uh, Sam Raimi's actual car yeah yeah yeah, the yeah,
0: model, yeah yeah i doubt it's his car anymore but that model
1: but yeah. <laughs> which is in which is in every single sam raimi movie in some scene or another
0: even quick in the dead his western movie <laughs> he managed to yeah. be in there actually <laughs> very hard to spot yeah. but it is in there
1: yeah absolutely no great great fucking series um uh, I, I I do have to say, um, no, give a little bit of a spoiler away, but um, Ash putting his head up the butt of the dead guy. Do you, know, yeah. you remember that scene?
0: That was a bit much, man. That was a bit much.
1: <laughs> I was just like, but this is fucking TV. Yeah, and but they're doing it's shit fucking like that. Stars,
0: you know? man. It's not TV. It's stars. I mean, have you seen Spartacus?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, like I, love people, I love that
0: people got so up in arms like about Westworld and that orgy scene. I mean, like, Spartacus. <laughs> that
1: was nothing.
0: That was nothing compared to anything they fucking did in Spartacus. I mean, <laughs> I having, like An orgy with, like, DPs in it. And then they skin yeah, 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 yeah. a random dude alive in the middle of it. You're
1: just like, what the fuck am I watching, man? This is television. And... And we got to see Lucy Lawless's titties, man. Come on.
0: Yes, finally, finally we did.
1: Finally, after well, all these years. Yeah, it was, um, like,
0: finally. Now I know I can, you
1: know. <laughs> die, I, I don't have to. Imagine but she was like. What they look like. But she was like in her forties, and she still looked great, man. In that series, I gotta say. I
0: think she even looks better in Ash versus Evil Dead. She looks even hotter than she did in, in Spark. Do you like the pink hair? Uh, I'm not that crazy about it, but I, I don't yeah. hate it. I just don't really get it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought Same. it was, like, some kind of plot point that I missed. I was like, oh, was it, at some point, did she, like, you know, blood spill on her hair or something? I, it, I, it,
1: it, 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 was, it was that earlier on. There was a little moment, but then it stayed, like, pink, and I was just kind of like, uh, I didn't really get it. It was cute, but I was like, it, it didn't really do much for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, strong show, although I do have to say quickly before we move on to the next uh, next show, yeah, fucking Pablo is fucking buff, no? Yeah, yeah, he's one of those lean, lean, mean guys, man. Yeah, right? I thought he was like this little nerdy guy that he gets his shirt off, and it's like he's fucking tight, man. That's Hollywood
0: for you, man, all all those lean, yeah. mean guys. I mean, like look at, uh, did you see the new Spider-Man trailer? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that little fucking dorky kid. And then he's like, (laughs) he's got a fucking six pack. I'm like, fuck you, (laughs) kid. We killed you at and that metabolism wears off,
1: you fucker. (laughs) Absolutely. But if you are a fan of Evil Dead, of the first movie, the second movie, just get onto this fucking show. Like, seriously. If you know, got Evil no Dead,
0: excuse. If you're a fan of Evil Dead, you've already watched the show. And if you haven't, then you're not a fan of Evil Dead. Yes, need, I agree. I agree. You need to revoke your fucking fan membership, really.
1: <laughs> Just throw that shit in the fucking garbage.
0: Yeah, in the garbage.
1: Indeed. Yeah. All right. What's up next, Toa?
0: So that would be Broad City Season 3. Now, anybody, oh yeah, this is an awesome fucking little show. It's these wacky yeah. broads out in New York. And these two dinky broads. These two dinky broads. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Y- yas. <laughs> yas. Yas. Uh, Yasque. <laughs> I mean, it's just a fucking hilarious show, man. And and it's very you know they've both got very unique flavors. Yeah. Um comedians or comedianians how do you say that for female comedians yeah. yeah. um you know and what what I like about the show it's really wacky it's off the wall but it's also very honest you know like I, I watch it with my girl and she'll be cracking up because they're very honest about what it is to be women like there's no sort of you know and I mean I grew up with sisters like I know there's this facade about <laughs> you know, yeah, what yeah. show men and what the reality is, you know, and they're yeah, very honest yeah, awesome yeah. about how women are with each other when there's no men around
1: kind of thing. Absolutely. You know? Like, like, Oh, women don't fart. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's yeah. the whole point. Like they do. They they're humans. Up
0: while they're taking a dump together. You know what I mean? Like
1: that's yeah, the yeah, reality. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it, it's a great show.
0: It's a great show. Season three. I mean, you know, I mean, if there's a diss on season three, it's, it's that it wasn't better than the other ones. It's just another great fucking season. I mean, this is a fantastic show. Probably one, one of the most like consistently hilarious shows out there. Currently yeah. go. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Laugh Out mind. Loud Funny. It's got a great look to it. Um, yeah,
0: great, great taste in, in, in old school hip-hop as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. I
0: mean, whenever they go to to parties, they're always like, "Can you play any '90s hip hop?"
1: Like, yes, man, that's that's me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I gotta, I gotta say, I did love the the sister act two reference that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was, yeah. That, was a, that was a great episode, and only people of the generation would have picked up on that.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, up, yeah, and, exactly. up
1: until, up until Whoopi Goldberg turns up in the, in the fucking, you know, non-outfit, like, but, you know, some people might've put it together, but when they started singing, I, I'm like, this is, this is pitch yeah. perfect, that fucking yeah. scene in Sister Act 2, not Sister Act 1, but Sister Act 2. Two. But that's yeah, the yeah. one with
0: Whoopi in it. That's why it's more memorable,
1: right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love that. And I love the episode where they have to swap identities.
0: Yes, that was genius, man. That was really great. Yeah. You I know, guess. them having to play play the other, <laughs> you know, personality. And sort Absolutely. of what that character thinks that that yeah. personality sort of boils down to. No, it was really clever. Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, and they're great. You know, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're not, they're, you know, there's no sort of, like, I, I don't know, a lot of people, c- like, compare the show to uh, the show Girls, you know nah, what I mean? No, 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 But in terms of, like, on paper, like, as a, as a concept, it is kind of the same show, but, you know, I mean, I don't even watch Girls. It, it just seems like a kind of wanky sort of hipster fest for me, personally. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I never watch it. Have you watched that show?
1: Yeah, it's okay, but you know, like I feel with Broad City is that they get a little deeper, you know, with just, you know, how girls are not that different from guys. Whereas in the show Girls it just feels like like a bit of a kind of sex in the city type yeah. of view, you know, it's all about, you know, girls' relationships with men rather than how girls really are in their free time.
0: Right, right. Yeah. no, But Broad City Season 3, yeah, no, no signs of slacking, man. That was a really excellent season. Love that show, man.
1: Amazing. Although I do have to say that as much as I love it, I wish they would stick to the, the more you know, reality side of things. It's that when it loses me a little bit is when they try and go a little wacky. And, you know, like whether at the DMV or something like that, or when they're trying to do a little pastiche about modern life, it just feels a little forced. But when it's just the two of them just like hanging out and, you know, talking about their lives, like that's when it feels the most, you know, the most hilarious. I mean, that's what's really when it feels the most real. As True. A show.
0: No, I agree with that. Still, I'm constantly amused the whole time, anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I can imagine <laughs> having two sisters that you were kind of encountered all of that as well. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we're cool, man. All right, number three.
1: Number three.
0: Right up in here. That is transparent. Season three. I think. I think it's pretty interesting. There's. There's a lot of. There's a lot of sort of season threes on this list in terms of we're just getting a lot of stellar. Stellar TV being consistent, but now yeah. going on a third year
1: really. And that's probably the hardest year for yeah. any show. Like the first year you throw all your good ideas you've been saving up throughout that entire time. And then season two, you can kind of ride off the wave of that. Um, But season three, you got to kind of completely reinvent yourself
0: Mm.
1: and really show that, okay, we can step this up another level from where we were. And Transparent season three definitely, definitely did that. Mm Mm-hmm they really, you know, literally tried to push it forward a little bit. You know, even with uh, Jeffrey Tambor's character trying to become more feminized um, mm. in the season. Did you watch all the season?
0: I, I haven't seen season three. I have seen uh, seasons one and two, though, actually. Okay. Uh, I, I recently started watching them. And, um... I don't know, I, I, I never got a, I mean, I, I knew all of the great, you know, reviews and people, you know, it, it topped a lot of lists of, like, best TV of the year, but it just, for me, it seemed like, it felt like it was going to be a heavy show to get into, yeah. and crazily enough, once I, once I started I was like, wow, this is fucking so watchable. Right. Like, I, yeah. I literally burned through two seasons in, like, uh, three days. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and and it's great because it deals with a lot of heavy issues and a lot of topics, mm. but they do it in such a unique sort of you know accessible fashion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and where you invest in these characters and you're just kind of interested in, in what's going to happen with them that you don't even realize that they're talking about these major things, you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, like, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's that's the beauty of a sitcom, you know, or just any kind of comedy. Where, you know, it's, it's like um, in Seinfeld, you know, or something like that, where they're talking about New York cab drivers, mm-hmm. you know, and you go like, how would this translate? But it does because there is this human element to it that we all understand that frustration in life. Yeah. And it's the same with Transparent. It's, it's not even just like an LGBT show. No, not at all. I mean, you don't feel that at all.
0: And and you yeah. don't feel like people like taking, you know, a big ball of issues and ramming it down your throat. Yeah. I'm just invested in what I'm invested in is you know, this this these all of these characters trying to find their place in the world. And and they're all fucking infinitely relatable. You know what yes. I mean? Like, yes. I relate to all of the characters in that show <laughs> on, one, on one sort of level or another. It doesn't matter yeah. if they're a chick with a dick or whatever. I don't even care. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Like
1: yeah. It um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, especially for people from our generation, um, looking at this show and, like, going and looking at some of these characters and going, you are so fucking stupid you know like why are you doing this shit and you look back and you and that reflects back on your life yeah because you were at that point in time at some point you had that same existential doubt yeah about what you should do and jill soloway um really captures that in this show Um, Mm -hmm. she really just directs the hell out of it. She's the showrunner. She does everything for this show Mm -hmm. and season three, really, if you're, if you're not on it yet, I really suggest that you get onto it. And what's interesting about season three is that they have a lot of flashback moments. Mm -hmm. Um, To a lot of characters, I'm not going to give a lot away, but to a lot of characters that are in the show. Um, And I have to say, quickly, this might be a bit of a spoiler for you or for some people, but Michael Stuhlbarg um, plays a pretty integral character in these flashback episodes. And, I mean, of course, he is fucking incredible in it.
0: Yeah, he's a great actor.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. So, you know, from A Serious Man and from Boardwalk Empire, like, he is just so fucking solid and really brings uh, a lot of class to this show. Um, you saw this in the last season as well, which is Angelica Houston. Yes. Yeah. Um, looking, I know this show is about inner beauty, but Angelica Houston looking a little rough these days, I got to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, um,
1: yeah, she's looking old. <laughs> she's looking a little haggard,
0: yeah. She's looking old, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, well, I mean, considering,
0: you know, considering, like, thinking back, back to Adam's family, like, yeah. the romantic lead in that is dead. So, you know, like, she's still alive and kicking at least, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: She always had that kind of like unreal uh, beauty to her. You, you would think she would kind of age like Julie Christie or something, but yeah, no, she's I, looking pretty fucking old.
1: Yeah, you know, in The Witches as well. I mean, she was. Yeah, she's she was fantastic in that. Fantastic in that. And having so much fun. And she has a lot of fun in the show. Um, and there's even a moment in the show when they. When somebody asks her whether she is a guy that is transitioned. Well, um, really? Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 dear, I'm not. And it's just like, you know, but you wouldn't blame somebody for wondering that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still Angelica Houston.
0: Yeah. And
1: gosh. she's still this fantastic fucking actress, and she just brings so much depth to anything that she does. Um, Catherine Hahn as well, um, who was great in I Love Dick. Yep. The other um, Jill Soloway show.
0: And which is probably how they, you know, conceptualized that show was, you know, working together and transparent, really, you know? Absolutely. And her being like, hey, let's do a show all around you.
1: <laughs> you know?
0: Exactly. So incredible, incredible actress.
1: Yeah, and her character in um, Transparent as well has a massive, massive arc in this season. So, yeah, definitely uh, dive into this. If you're on Amazon Prime, I don't know why you're not if you're not, but... Yeah. Um, it, it just
0: went global, by the way. The the exclusive sort of uh, Prime video subscription. Okay, okay great, great. From yesterday. Yesterday it went global, because I think it was only available in UK and um, USA. Because yeah. you have the, the prime subscription, as in like you get like reduction really off. Safe. Yeah, okay. I I don't. I just I just subscribe to the the video service. Great. great I don't great. really on Amazon, really to yeah. be honest. Yeah, if I want right. something, I just fucking torn it. Bit.
1: <laughs> what? But no, that's kidding. not... It's it. not legal. It's not kidding legal, man. Tor. How dare you? <laughs> Anything else you want to say about
0: Transparent Season 3?
1: No. Um. No, I, I think I've said everything I wanted to say. And if you want to know more of my thoughts about Transparent Season 3, we have an article up on uh, podcastwithavengeance.com, um, which really breaks down what I feel about this season.
0: Yes. Okay. And so season two, which I mean sorry, not season two, number two, which is my personal pick for you know the best ongoing comedy show going on right now, is Silicon Valley season three. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I fucking love this show. I mean I, I, I think it it's by far the the strongest comedy show going on right now, and that is to do with um you know, of course, the cast of characters, which are just brilliant. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, like Mike Judge, who is the showrunner, just has a very sort of clear vision of what he wants to do with the show and what he wants to say with it. And So,
1: it's... so, Mike, so Mike Judge of Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill fame.
0: Yes, Mike Judge of those. But he has a very clear vision of what he wants to say with it in terms of, like, it's a pure satire on that industry, but at the same time you're very involved in what that industry is about and sort of the high stakes of it, you know what I mean? Like, you you get invested in these characters and sort of what they're about, you know? And uh, it, it's kind of like it, it can jump from just being fucking hilarious to gripping to devastating to to touching, you know, all these fucking things. It just does it so flawlessly. It really works. Um, I, I think maybe on this this season, they were there were a couple of occasions where, you know, now with season three, you felt like, okay, whenever something goes good, then something really shitty happens, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they have to figure that problem out, and then they have to figure that problem out. Maybe it was starting to wear, but I haven't grown tired of it yet, you know? I'm interested to see where they're going with the next season. Like that, like like, there's a bit of a formula there, you mean? A little bit. It was starting to show a little bit, you know, in terms of like, oh, yeah, we we resolved this. Everything's great. And you're just kind of like, well, no, I I can tell by the end of the episode, there's going to be a cliffhanger where they're in the shitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um But that still didn't make me not give a shit,
1: Mm, you know?
0: Absolutely. I'm just in it for the ride. I think it's a fantastic show. It's really clever, well-directed, well-acted. The whole works, man. This is a fantastic show.
1: And like you said, it's a fantastic fucking cast that they have together. I mean, Thomas Middleditch, TJ Miller, Kumail Nanjiani... You know, it's just solid, solid actors, like new comedic actors coming up. And it's really fitting for the subject matter to have these young up-and-coming comedians kind of, you know, like fitting into that role.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, you know, I mean, I remember watching it and um, I mean, I was aware of T.J. Miller. I'd seen him and stuff. But, you know, this is really like his role. You know what yeah. I mean, like yeah. He
1: steals cool. this show. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, he he's kind of broke through with this show, really. Yeah. Um, you know, Martin Starr. I was aware of him from like you know freaks and geeks and kind of small parts in, in Judd Apatow movies, but this is also really like a strong role for him, where he's kind of become that guy. And all the, all those other guys, you know. I, I wasn't aware of them at all. I'm just kind of like they are those guys. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like yeah, that is that awkward nerdy fucking software developer. I don't think of him. <laughs> as vegan, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but Mike Judge has a great um, way of doing that. You know, even kind of when he directed his movies of when he cast people, even that you might be aware of, like he's able to kind of. You, you just forget they're that actor and they just become that character for him, you know?
1: Absolutely. Um, well, what he does so well is that he creates this world where those characters make sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, did, he, he did an office space and idiocracy and, you know, and Silicon Valley is no exception to that.
0: Yeah. no, definitely. 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 No, I, I love the
1: show. It's awesome.
0: Anyway... What is your number
1: one, Ken? It is Vice Principles. So this is a, yeah. This is an HBO show. Yep. And we've been talking over the past year about how HBO comedies, in particular, and HBO shows in general, have been a little lacking.
0: It's, it's been a rough couple of years for HBO, if, if we'll be perfectly honest. I yeah. think this year was. This year started off shitty for them. They had a major fucking failure with vinyl. Um, with,
1: with what? Vinyl. I, I <laughs> don't you know. Of, I, don't, you know, I, don't know. I don't know about that show, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides that um, first episode, man, that whole series was just a piece of trash.
0: It was, it was, um, it was pain, uh, physically painful to, you know, I mean, there's, th- there's such things as bad shows, but then there's shows where like, you can see that they could be good shows Yeah. and you watch every fucking episode because you keep feeling like it can turn around and you know what I mean? Like I didn't give up on that show until the final episode.
1: I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck was I doing? It's, Why does
0: he want to go at all?
1: It, it's 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 like the the bad girlfriend analogy. You know what I mean? Like she just keeps doing shitty things. You're like, oh no no no! Like the next time she's gonna be all right, and it's just like it never, it never self rights.
0: You know, after you come, <laughs> after you come, you've had enough. You you start to see yeah. clearly.
1: Absolutely. Um, although I do have to say. With vinyl, before we get into vice versa, with vinyl, um, uh, the big surprise standout I have to say was Ray Romano, and like, who would have fucking thought that Ray Romano would really bring anything to a show like this?
0: He was actually pretty excellent. I I'm a fan of him now, actually. To yeah. be honest, I'd like to see what as, he does next as an actor, not as a fucking comedian. I hate his comedian shit.
1: No, 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 it's
0: bullshit. As but- an- yeah, as an but, actor, he's pretty good. He yeah, was a
1: stand-up. If I hear that he's in a movie now, I, I would go watch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually caught this um this really obscure uh, crime flick uh, made in the last couple years starring uh, Michael Pitt. It was called Rob the Mob. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I haven't but It was based on a true story of a guy who was like, robbing the Italian mob in the early 90s when they were all in trial and shit. And Ray Romano shows up. Michael Pitt's awesome in it, of course. Oh, he's um, great, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ray Romano shows up as a journalist, and he's great in it too. And I'm like, oh, fucking A, cool.
1: Yeah, he, he can act, at least.
0: He can act. He's actually yeah. really good as an actor. Um, okay. But yeah, so well, yeah. it was pretty, you know, it, it didn't start well for HBO this year, you know, and no. they had had a lot of, like, 2014 was fucking, I mean, 2015 was god-awful
1: for HBO. It was horrible, horrible, and, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were waiting for Game of Thrones, and that got pushed back to April.
0: Yeah, but not not even that, like, True Detective Season 2 flopped, <laughs> yes. um, even Game of Thrones that year was... People were starting to fucking just get fed up with it. Like it was a weak year for yeah, twenty fifteen.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And those were the two big ones, really. You know, and they they had a rough year. But I mean, I think now they've changed heads. You know what I mean? Like there's a new guy in charge. He seems a lot more fucking smarter. Yeah. Um. I mean. But yeah.
1: In terms of miniseries and documentary stuff, you know HBO. Like has been doing really well, and still is a network that I really believe in. And Vice Principles really brought it back for me. You know, and I watched this show, and I was just like, this is a bit of the old magic of HBO.
0: For sure, man. This is what it was about, you know, really. Vice Principles is off the hook. Great show. But my, my... If I have a critique on it, it feels like a movie, really. It feels like a, a long movie.
1: You know what it, I mean? It is. and they. But, you know, they have said that this is going to be a two-season show. Yeah. And that's it. Like, they're not yeah. going to fucking prolong it. They're not going to stretch this shit out. Like, it's two seasons, and they're going to put all the arcs straight into that. Um, so this is the same uh creative crew as eastbound and down. yes so the creators plus are
0: plus Walter Walton Guggens.
1: Walton Goggins oh my Goggins. days oh my days I mean like he
0: it's everybody from eastbound and down plus this fucking guy. yeah,
1: you know I mean who, like... <laughs> who stole who stole hateful eight. I gotta say, in yeah.
0: 2015. Who stole he, hateful eight? For, you know, from some action. You know, some veteran actors on fire. You fucking know, like Kurt Russell there. and shit. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, he's the I, guy I, who stood I, out. Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern. You know, he yeah. fucking stole that show. Samuel
1: man. Jackson. <laughs>
0: Samuel Jackson. <laughs> but I mean, also anybody who's seen Justified,
1: though, because you you
0: never got into
1: Justified, right? No, but but I hear a lot of great things. I hear a lot of great things about that show and that he's good in that.
0: Oh, he's not good. He's great. I mean, he's epic. You, you walk away from that show being like, this guy is going places, you know? So I'm very happy that they sort of employed him into their little group because he's a great fit. I mean, not, not only is he a fantastic actor, but he's funny as hell. Yeah. and he's also got that fucking southern flavor that these guys are all about, you know what i mean? Like yeah, they're yeah, proper yeah, yeah. like redneck dudes that are fucking hilarious at the same time,
1: you know? But it's that plus he can play an incredible asshole. You yeah. Know? Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're what these guys are about. He fits
0: right in. Yeah. Like they their brand of what they do, like he fits perfectly into it. No doubt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like any Jody Hill production. It's like it's all about finding these despicable fucking guys that really we would hate to hang out with. Like we like yeah. I wouldn't spend 5 fucking seconds with Danny McBride or Walter Goggins in the show. Yeah. True. But seeing them on screen, there's a magic to it. Yeah. And you know, their chemistry is great.
0: Yeah, that's the Jody Hill flavor. Like, for some reason, when he, you know, especially his writing with, um, you know, because have you seen, like, where they started? Him and Danny McBride started on the same fucking movie, um, The Foot Fist Way. Yeah, which is yes, basically yes. You've seen that. I mean, it's basically that same sort of character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completely. They wrote the script together. Danny McBride started it. Jody Hill directed it. And then they went on to do Eastbound and Down. And then after that, you know, Eastbound and Down, of course, Danny McBride really blew up. Mm. Um, But then this is getting back to that, you know, original sort of flavor that they had. And somehow he's able to make these characters fascinating, like really watchable. And, I mean, I think a lot also has to do with the writing because I I remember, um, you know, having to fucking review that show, like, Haters Back Off. Oh, the Netflix original show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: Miranda Sings thing.
0: Yeah, and it just sort of you know the like the character was just despicable and grating and irritating. But that was but it. Then, that was it. Yeah. And and it kind of made me appreciate more sort of what McBride and Jody Hill do in that, you know, in your head you're thinking these guys are just being assholes, but they're not. There's an actual character arc to them. You know? Yeah. Like you, you know what their wants and needs are as characters. And, and so they have like a even, heart. Yes, but also, like, you start to get, like, even when they're acting like an asshole, <laughs> you know the character well enough that you know it's, like, a defense mechanism. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dead, you get all of the fucking wrong choices they're doing. And yeah. uh, that's really the magic of what they do, is that we just get to hang out with horrible assholes you would not want to hang out with in real life. You cannot stop watching them. They're just so watchable and hilarious, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, this really has all the hallmarks of Eastbound and Down. A fucking solid soundtrack, you know? I mean, that's a, a great look. But, you know, a soundtrack to match that, you know, um, you know, great, um, you know, like hip hop and punk songs that, you know, that we adore. And it just everything fits so well together. And Danny McBride playing a slightly different character than he's played before.
0: Not by that much.
1: <laughs> not by that much, yeah. but he's not the larger-than-life guy. He's more sedate. Yeah. He's still an asshole, but he's more sedate he's than he's played now. before. And Walton Goggins plays the more larger-than-life character in this show, yeah. I feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, what what I liked about it was really it became, um, you know, it's, it's uh, Goggins' show as much as it is McBride's. You know what I mean? It was like I mean, Eastbound and down, I mean don't get me wrong, Kenny was amazing, but, you know, but it really was McBride's show by far, yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. this is kind of like it's a double act, and they're fucking fantastic in it, and I think it was a smart choice i you know, as much as I loved Eastbound and down, I don't know if I would have been on board and just you know McBride doing another show all on his own, really, you know,
1: yeah, but, I agree.
0: Like, and, and the chemistry between him and Goggins is just on fire. Like, that scene where they wreck the whole fucking principal's house. Yes. But, but also, yes. like, yes. how it escalates, you know? Like, how they keep egging each mm. other on. And you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of builds and builds and builds. Like, it's just genius, man. Like, mm. you, you you feel like, okay, how much of that was on the page and how much of was just them, you know, just fucking going crazy. Yeah.
1: So, but, you know, we, we've seen that kind of relationship before you know but they just bring a kind of like a new flavor to that yeah with just how good that they are how natural they are uh being these kind of characters yeah no absolutely i absolutely fucking adored this show and not to give anything away but it ends this season ends so fucking well
0: what the fuck was with the ending, man?
1: Oh. I was like, holy shit. Crazy. Crazy. I, you know, my jaw literally dropped. It's, it's so dark. Wh- I was like, yeah.
0: like, oh, this is just like a dream scene. And I was. it was like, no, yeah, season is over. I'm like, what? What <laughs> yeah. the fuck happened? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I really... It, it's funny yeah. that you mention it, because I just felt like I imagined... The, the ending of that show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, I misremembered what happened. And No, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked up.
1: So yeah, yeah. Going totally, in
0: some totally. interesting places for season two.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it's only one more season now. One more arc. And, you know, it's leaving on a really tantalizing point. And uh, that's it. HBO's back. HBO's back.
0: Well, I'll say it is it's a step in the good direction, but we're going to get into more about HBO being back. I think exactly. I think Vice Principles was, was uh, a good indicator that they were making quality stuff, but they weren't fully back. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, we got more to talk about, but yeah, for comedy, I think this was, uh, the top, Of 2016, and I'm excited to see where it goes for 2017. Yes.